Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us this week as we discuss the Irregulars. But before we begin, I want to send a very special happy birthday out to my lovely, <laughs> lovely co-host, Tammy. I sang her a song earlier. <laughs> Thank I, goodness it was not recorded. <laughs> I am under contractual obligation to save my voice, you know, because Beyonce's calling for that backup job, but you know. <laughs> anyway... So this week we are discussing The Irregulars, which is a British mystery crime drama that reinvents the legend of the great detective Sherlock Holmes. And this reimagining um, is set in Victorian London and follows a group of troubled teens as they are manipulated into doing jobs, solving crimes for Watson in the ever elusive, mysterious Sherlock Holmes. Tammy, what did you think of The Irregulars? I was bored out of my mind. <laughs> you didn't um, like it? Not at all. Not at all. Um, I started. Okay, so this is this is to tell you how much I was not a fan of it. Um, I had to talk myself into finally starting it. I started it. I'll be honest, like on Wednesday, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch it. And like halfway through the first episode, I was just like. Yo, I'm still on episode one. Like this ain't dang. <laughs> it was it was tough. It was tough to get through um all eight episodes, I believe it is. Um it's just it wasn't my cup of tea. I will say that. It wasn't my cup of tea, yes, the British. Um, um yeah, yeah. I mean, there were some good parts, but overall no, not for me. Not for me at all, which I'm sure can kind of tell you what my ratings is going to be at the end. But let's see how low we go. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> let's see how low we go at the end. What I will say is that I think the acting was good. Um, I had no problems with the acting within the show. Uh, the first episode, when they were, I think it was like uh B and Billy were talking about um, Billy, Spike, and B were kind of like having a conversation after B like pulled Billy from like fighting. Mm-hmm. And the feeling that I first got when they were having the conversation and they were just going back and forth real quick was um, one of my one of one movie that I really really love is King Arthur with Charlie Hannum. Um, that's the Guy Ritchie one, right? Mm-hmm. And I I love the um, how quickly they talk, which is Guy Ritchie is also Sherlock Holmes, right? With Robert Downey Jr. Yes, there we go. So I I love the back and forth and how quickly the dialogue goes, like um, because it flows so well. Like it's it's not like they're trying to slow down the dialogue in order for the audience to like, ooh, what did they like? No, because you got to really follow along and. You know, I just feel like it was way more natural with how quickly the dialogue was going, which I guess maybe is a Guy Ritchie, um, you know, dynamic. Um, so I love that aspect of it. But once I got like they got into the real story of the show, yeah, they lost me. They like just just lost me. Um, yeah. I, I What did you think, Eddie? My bad. What did you think, Eddie? Um, I liked it. It 
it was interesting. I it wasn't my favorite, but I did enjoy it. And I I pretty much I did I watch it in I think I watched it in two sittings. Um I started it, got through the first four episodes and then I watched the second for the next day. Um I can say that I wasn't really interested that much in the whole I, I like the supernatural aspect of it. I just didn't like the supernatural story that they told, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you like I, the theme of it, but yeah. not the actual story that they came up with. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought that a lot of the B stories, excuse me, were more interesting than the A story. Like I said, I wasn't a big fan, but I, I liked... Um, I liked, the, I liked this reimagining and I liked how they were prepared to pass the torch on to the teens, um, to the next series, uh, to the next generation of sleuths influenced by Sherlock Holmes. Um, so I will go ahead and just say, spoil it, uh, there will not be a season two. So there's not going to be that question at the end. Um, Netflix canceled it, which is surprising because it it did well. Um, I'm not sure how it did in the ratings. It's hard for me to determine streaming ratings and stuff like that. Uh, but it was a popular show as far as it, it got great reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and things like that. So um, I kind of looked at the first season as a pilot episode or and you know how I do with pilots. I'm like, okay, I, I don't really judge pilots too harshly um, because I know what they are and what their purpose was. So the first season to me was just more or less like, oh. So I was really interested to see what stories they could have told now that they laid all of that out. Like they got all of the backstory and everything out of the way. So um, I I did like the teens. Um, Watson, I don't know how I felt about Watson. Um, He was black, which was interesting, um, you know, and I don't have a problem with that. But how do I say this nicely? Watson was a bitch. Um, I was going to say Watson was an absolute asshole. Like, usually Sherlock Holmes is an asshole. Um, but yeah. I, I felt like they took the assholery of, of, of Holmes and just put it fully in Watson. And then Holmes was just a heartbroken man who yeah. was trying to get over losing his love. And that, and that, that, that was what he was. And then Alice humanized him, which was the love of his life. She humanized him. Um, with Watson, like he just had all the worst qualities of um, Sherlock Holmes. Like, yeah, like you know, normally it was just, and yeah, he was just a bitch, like an asshole. Like he he was just straight up, like, and you know that has nothing to do with his sexual. Preference. I don't know if he was bi or just straight up in love with Sherlock. I don't know if he was just acting like that because he was heartbroken over losing his great love. I don't know what his problem was, but and I guess that's one of the things I didn't understand is we understood that we we got to understand the source of Sherlock's pain when they when we finally met Sherlock Holmes. Um, we understood, and I guess there's always been some illusion. Um, especially depending on which version of Sherlock Holmes uh, story you watch, that he, um, being the great genius that he was, that there was always something hidden, like the drug addiction. It didn't surprise me, um, you know. But so we 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 understood why Sherlock was the way he was when we meet him. We understood, like you said, he was a broken man. He lost the love of his life. 
Um, he always kind of felt responsible for losing the love of his life. And so he couldn't channel that pain and he, he turned to drugs and addiction and just kind of checked out. So I get why he was the way he was. I honestly do not understand. There was nothing that they said. None of the backstory actually made me understand why Watson was the way he was. And then, um, I, did you ever understand it? Like, um, uh, so what I got from um, from Watson was that he was in love with Sherlock Holmes. I get that. Um, and what I think really like shifted him was when Alice came and the first time he saw Alice and Sherlock making out, um, and kissing. And then all of a sudden, like they're in a relationship and they're together and you saw, and you saw Sherlock's attention shift from Watson to fully being engrossed in Alice. And, I, I I just thought throughout the series like that was ultimately what made him as much of an asshole as he was um, and it, what made it even worse was um, the fact that what are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna think... <laughs> no, you can hear everything that you're doing. <laughs> oh, shit. Are we gonna have to start over? No, we are not starting over. I'm just saying that Stop whatever you're doing. <laughs> this is a real moment, y'all. I'm sorry. It's a real moment, and my computer was about to die, and I thought I was being quiet. And I guess I'm having a great microphone moment right now. My bad. I've done this like a million times before, and you've never heard it, but my bad. Oh my gosh. I guess you got super hearing for your birthday. but uh no so like what what ultimately came was that when Sherlock lost Alice and he became a broken man I think that also broke Watson as well in a way because to see the person that you love who loves someone else lose that love and then become like a shell of the man that you fell in love with um I'm sure also affected him and you know who he was not to say that he wasn't he didn't have his assholery ways because I feel that you can't not be some type of asshole and deal with Sherlock who was like you know very selfish and self-absorbed um but it just kind of was amplified with the fact that Sherlock was so into Alice and then he loses Alice and then he just kind of disappears on the person who he was so that's why I felt like Watson was such the asshole that he was was because of that whole thing and I understand everything you just said, and it still didn't make it. I, I understood it, and I saw it in the moment in watching it. It still just didn't make it. Um, I guess it didn't make it okay, you know. Um, but, I, yeah, I was just like, okay. Um, so I didn't get it. And then at the end, it's like, he, I guess he comes to terms with what happens and he comes to terms finally with the fact that, hey, this man will never love you. Um, he, every, every chance he gets, he's going to choose her and ultimately he does choose her. And then I guess, was that his epiphany? Was that his come to Jesus moment where he does this complete 180 and all of a sudden becomes a likable person? 
he never became a likable person. I don't care what anybody says. Um, you know, he he never became a likable person. I I I I think that in the end, um, when he finally helped B save Jesse, um, I do think it was a realization that he had to let Sherlock go because you know it is it, it was kind of repeat of before, right? When um, Alice goes into the I want to say the blip, but it's not the blip. It's the rip, right? Yeah, when Alice, when, yeah. When Alice goes into the rip the first time, and Sherlock is holding on to him, uh, to her, and then Sherlock tells Watson to grab her as well, because if both of them had grabbed her, maybe they could have saved her from going into the rip. But instead, he grabs Watson. He grabs Sherlock, wanting to save the love of his life, while Sherlock is trying to save the love of his life, kind of thing. Um, and I think he had to, it, it came to a realization that between that, between them, he had to let Sherlock go. He like, he, he had to let him go because he was going to continue to destroy himself anyway, if he lost Alice again. So, um, it's a good thing that he finally like came to that realization, but I don't think that's going to change his personality from being an asshole though. Yeah. I just think he now has somebody else to care for to shift his caring to which is going to be B um, because I bet you if it was a second um, season I bet you that um, feeling that he has for B never would have shifted to the other kids like it's not like he would have started caring about the other kids he would only have been focused on caring about B and not in a romantic way but he would have cared about her well-being but never cared about her siblings well-being and and I and I you know I agree with you on that. I think he would have respected or tolerated that they were part of the deal, that that they were yeah. the package deal. But you could see that B and he from the beginning had a different type of relationship. Like she called him out on his shit. Um, she didn't take shit from him. Um, she pushed back. But and and you say that, and I think that's strange because Jesse should have been the one that he probably. I think would have naturally felt closer to since she was actually Sherlock's daughter. Um, but I, you know, so that to me was just like, but was she really Sherlock's daughter? I, I mean, she shared his DNA, but at the end of the day, when he looked at her, he probably saw her as Alice's daughter rather than being really Sherlock's daughter. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, it, it also, and I guess it explains why Sherlock let them go is because he was in no position to take care of them after she died and whatever. But, um, you know, so I, I, I think to me, those things, those aspects were the most interesting, those humanizing aspects, the real human stories that they told. Um, Sherlock, even though he was still a genius, you had to dig through the addiction to get to it. Um I, I did like that. It actually, did, especially telling the story that it told, didn't focus so much on him um, per se. And you could have actually seen the, the passing of the church, like I said, to the next generation um, of them all coming together. So I would have been interested to see how they could have continued that story. Um, who was your favorite of, I don't know, I want to call them the Scooby gang. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh gosh, who was my favorite out of the teenagers? Um, 
can I say the one that I feel grew the most, which is Leo? Yeah. Um, I liked I liked Leo. I liked um I liked his growth over the season. Like, I'll be honest and say I didn't pay attention to every single scene in the show, but I will say from how he appeared in the um, first episode to how he appeared in the last episode, I saw definite growth with him as a character and the sacrifice that he makes at the end um, just to save Billy, um, you know, walking away from B and just his heartbreaking and her heartbreaking. And, you know, I guess one thing would be to kind of see like how that would have developed. Cause I agree with you when you said that the B stories were better and more interesting than the A stories. Um, then the A story of the rips and that supernatural aspect of it. Like, I think if that was lessened within the show, then I may have enjoyed it a little bit more because I did like the backstories of them, of the, of, of the Scooby gang. Um, you know, how they came together and, you know, their whole history, finding out like the, um, what Billy thought was his history and his past was not actually his past and having to come to terms with that and, you know, just going from there. I think that was even, that was more interesting than the supernatural, the rip and, you know, monsters coming out and all that stuff. Like that's what turned me off of really, really focusing and loving the show for what it was. Yeah, um, I agree. Leo was probably one of my favorites um, and the sacrifice that he did make for Jesse um, and in the in the gang was amazing. And mm-hmm. um, it, it did show his growth because even though and just, you know, me and my pop culture and my love of Prince Harry, but it kind of he kind of reminded me in a sense of Prince Harry, how he was the reluctant prince, the reluctant royal. Um, and he was always looking to kind of break out of that quote unquote glass castle. And especially since they thought it, that because he was born sickly um, and he had a limp that he was so fragile and it's like, really, he, he wasn't, you know? Um, and I love the relationship that he had with his sister. And at first you thought that it was just going to be full of animosity and stuff like that, but it wasn't, um, you know, she was protective of him. He was protective of her, but um, you know, and I also appreciate that he was honest with B about why he was breaking her heart, that he didn't just turn into this asshole and just leave, you know, um, it, it, it didn't lessen the heartbreak. It didn't, it, it just, you know, it, it made it understandable why he was doing what he did. And, and, and I was like, oh, okay. And I appreciated that. Um, their, their first time together was so cute. <laughs> it was adorable. It was. Um, and I want to say probably my second favorite. I, I loved B. I'm just going to give it up for her. She was a kick-ass heroine. And I loved her, um, the fact that she was, you know, she was smart and, and all of that. So I, I'm, I'm, she, she was by far my favorite. Just, you know, I thought, and I thought she was perfectly cast. Um, but I liked Spike, too. Spike was probably the next character I think had the most amount of growth, especially once you saw um, how much he truly cared for um, Jesse and, um, you know, his little, his crush on Jesse and that it was requited. So I, I like that. Um, so who do you think would have been in game? B and Billy or B and Leo? Well, B and Leo, but 
my thing is, if I'm being realistic, when he said that he had to go, right, and when he was talking about how he had to go and marry this woman, Helena, and I was just like, yo, so be about to be like your, um, your like forever mistress. Like, is, is that what we doing? Because I like you knew that he could never marry her. Like it wasn't going to last publicly. Like he could never go public with her because she was not of his station. She was not on his on his level. Um, but at the same time, like I was just like realistically, like you know, mistress. Like yes. I mean, she- you you be the love of his life. You're the one that's gonna have the kids that he really really cares about and takes care of. Helena is just gonna be the she's just gonna she's really gonna be the real side piece, and she's gonna be the public public figure. But you're gonna be the one whose bed he sleeps in every night. Like, and I, I'm, I'm like, is that a very cynical thing to like? On <laughs> how to think of this? Because I no. know, like that's how it would be. Like, because you're a prince, so you can't really publicly like marry her. But you sure enough can love her for the rest of your life and have her there. And at the end of the day, she's too, like, I feel like realistically, she would be too poor to have too much pride to be like, I'm not about that. And I don't, I don't want to be a secret for the rest of my life. Bitch, you better go on to the palace <laughs> and keep your man. I, and see, I think you're right. I mean, no, given the time and given what we know, that's not at all implausible. And considering how Helen sized him up and basically called him out the first time they met when she got real and she's like, okay, can we just cut to the chase? Whoever she is, look, I don't love you. You don't love me. I have my own dude, but he's not, like you said, he's not of my station. So we going to do this. And she's like, just call me when you're ready to do this or I'll see you soon or whatever she said to him when he, when, when she left basically letting him know look there's no way out of this for either one of us so we can just come to an agreement to do what we're going to do put a public face on this put on our public smiles and when we go home you know we pop out the one to two mandatory kids we're supposed to have Uh and then you go on about your life I go on about my life when we have to be public together then we do that but she was very realistic about it and she basically just spelled it out the way you did so B could have had her, B and her siblings could have had their detective agency. They could have had very comfortable lives. She would have had a nice place on Dowling Street or wherever in London in the fancy neighborhood at the time, had her own back entrance in and out of the palace. And it would have been what it would, it would have been what it was, but yeah. Um, so I, what, oh, um, what did you think about Jesse? Um, she was weak. <laughs> For her to be like, the most powerful character, yes, yes, she was. She was the weakest um character, and I mean, she she was very trusting, and it's hilarious to think. I guess because B was very protective of her, so she was very isolated from. Because B was the one who you know you just didn't trust face value kind of person. And um, so Jesse was able to really trust his face value because when that black dude, what was his name? They call him the Lenin man. Mm-hmm. When he showed up the first time, like I was automatically suspicious. Even if he was like showing you how to do this and showing you how to do that, like I'm still very suspicious, especially when he told her that as the first time he talked to her, he jumped on a boat to sail across the ocean. To, to be with her. I'd have been like, hold up, dude. Why? 
I said, we can talk anytime like this. Like, why do I need you actually here? Thank you. Like, that, that seemed, I'm sorry. Like, that just seemed very, very suspect. And so, and then she, she was, very, she was, yeah, I want to say like, she, she had all this power. And at the same time that you have all this power, you, you, you weren't powerful, if that makes any sense. Like, you had all this power, yet you weren't powerful. You were very weak. As a as a person, as a character, so you know, she well, wasn't my favorite. <laughs> also, you got the strange ass black man showing up in the white girl's dream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking about he sailed across but, the okay. ocean. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so one thing I will say that I liked is something that they did that was very. Um, and I only I only am calling it this because it's the most recent you know um, example that we have. Um, I love that the show did um, did a Bridgerton. On, yeah, it was racially ambiguous. Yes, yes, and 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 it wasn't on you looking at um, be like, yo, so they got like a black duke. What? No, like it was it wasn't talked about. It was just kind of like a regular like life thing. Like we would be like, you know, that ain't never gonna happen. But what if it had? And I felt like that's what they were showing. If it, if, if it really had been where no matter, you know, your skin color, because that's what it comes down to, no matter your skin color, that, you know, it was an equal opportunity kind of thing. Because, you know, you had a Duke and he was one of the richest men in England, right? And that was, was that episode two, I think it is, with, um, oh my gosh, with, with uh, he, he raised the taxes, he raised the taxes and rent on his land and so the woman um was controlling like you know she was cloning people in order to kill him and his wife or whatever like his wife was white his kids were biracial but um I like that like it was never it wasn't a talked about thing it wasn't a big deal it was just like uh yeah he's a duke like we're gonna talk about the fact that he's the duke not the fact that he's a black duke kind of thing so I like the ambiguity that's the word right Mm mm-hmm Look at that, y'all. I'm using SAT words. Um, the ambiguity of the um, the cast was really good. Yeah. The, um, the one time that it did point out something about race, like I said, uh, Watson was black and it wasn't a big deal. Um, Spike was also black and the Linden Man played by Clark Peters, who was one of my favorite actors, um, was also black. And, it, it, you know, to me, it was just, okay, who is this grown-ass man coming through this girl's dreams first of all yeah. but you know uh <laughs> creepy enough and then he's doing magic shit which is like okay um so I would question that too but uh the only time that we really talked about it was when uh Alice when she was in her shop and what did she have an apothecary is that the type of shop she ran at the very beginning yeah okay when she was in her apothecary and he came in and she was like, this is my mistress's child. Um, and she was trying to pass B off as her mistress's ah, child. And, nice. and, and because B was Asian, um, she was half Chinese, I, I'm assuming. Um, in, the, in the show, yeah. In the show. So uh, she was, and uh, that was frowned upon. And so uh, Sherlock was like, no, you know, he did a Sherlock Holmes thing and let her know that he knew that that was actually her child or what have you. So, um, but you know, and that was the thing, even with Leo um, being a prince, the the only part that really came up wasn't her, the fact that she was half Asian, 
Um, it was the fact that, you know, she was poor um, and, and, and that type of thing. So they did a good job with the racial ambiguity of it all. Um, I will say that the actress did a great job. And then, so I looked a little bit at her background. She is a Chinese-born Irish actress. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, wait, hold up. So you're Chinese. So she's Chinese? Yes. I'm she's just making Chinese. up words. She's Chinese. Yep, she's Chinese. Because she's Chinese, but she's Irish. She was raised in Ireland. So I was just like, wow, like that. And her that name is, is Thadia Graham. Yeah, you know, like, so I was just like, wow. Now, granted, we don't know, like, you know, I, I don't know her full history. I don't know if, like, you know, um, she was adopted or that's how, like, but just, just it's just very, very interesting to, um, I've, I've never, ever, like, um, heard that dynamic before or seen that dynamic before. So it was just very interesting to um, to read about that. So that was cool. Yeah, so um, I guess we're both, there was something else I wanted to, oh, okay. So now what did you think about Alice uh, being the cause of the rip? Um, I have to say I wasn't surprised. I, I will say I was I wasn't surprised that um, she was just because she was so powerful beforehand. So um, I, I, even though like I didn't necessarily fully see it coming, I wasn't surprised when um, I found when I um, found that out in the show. Um, yeah, like okay. <laughs> so the one thing I will say is, and I mean I don't know, you know, we we're going to bring this up, um, was that. This, I say, would be the first one where I could care less about Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> like, Sherlock Holmes was a, let me not say it. He, he was, he was, he was weak. <laughs> yeah, he was like a, I'm a coin of word from my, uh, what, one of my real housewife shows, I guess. He was a non-fucking factor, like, you know. Yes! Or one of those basketball drama shows or whatever one of them reality shows which everyone said yeah one. he was a non-fucking factor like yeah. he was insignificant um you know like I mean because you know nobody really I, I I felt like he he wasn't truly fully held accountable for the fact that you were so heartbroken over losing the love of your life that you literally let her children be raised in a workhouse you're like and not just her children, but one of those children was, was your, your, chi- your child. Yeah, and your you were daughter. basically the stepfather or the, the father figure to another one for the first few years of her life. And you just let them be raised poor. And the thing is, like, poor, you know, and the thing is, like, I can understand Watson doing it because, you know, he was heartless. But at the same time, like, he could care less. Like, he had no emotions whatsoever to the kids. But, like, even in your most drug-induced, like, uh, moments, never once did you think to check to, to make sure they were okay? Like, like at all? Like, if, if that was not, like, I, that would be the one thing that Alice, which is what she did. She, that was the, her first concern was how um, her daughters grew up. Though, I don't understand how you did not look at your daughter's faces and see that they grew up very, very different from how Sherlock Holmes, like 
how did you not notice that your your daughters were not well taken care of um based on their you know um physical but um yeah he 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 was just such a weakling and to think that Watson you know was just not the person to leave you know everything to handle um just wasn't for him but even Mycroft did Mycroft ever find out that um Jesse was um Sherlock's no I, I think we left Mycroft after that at what episode after the, after the second or third episode was it the third uh, or fourth episode after that like weird cult episode after those um, weird cult episodes we didn't see Mycroft again okay okay I, I don't remember seeing him but I was just asking okay so then he he didn't even know that um you know those the, the kids the girls um were uh Sherlock's kids because at the end of the day I'm gonna say B was his as well like you know um he was the only father figure that she knew um so definitely besides blood like you were her stepfather basically and you also like abandoned her but yeah but um yeah it it was yeah what did you I'm sorry (laughs) what did you think about the fact that Alice was the reason for the rip um I'm with you I wasn't surprised I'm not gonna say I necessarily saw it coming but I knew as much as they kept alluding to her that she was somehow connected to it um I didn't know whether she was going to have to come in to try to stop it or whatever. And I guess the rip, um, for those of you who didn't watch this, more or less, it was more or less like purgatory because she wasn't quite, she hadn't fully crossed over and she was pretty much what the only one there, um, which is confusing because I don't know. Necessarily... No, she wasn't the only one there, but she didn't have anybody of her, her own. Okay. So I was she gonna was say, by cause... herself in purgatory. Yeah. I didn't understand where the linen man came in and all of that, but you know, um, basically, and she was, and she controlled him, I guess. So she, she pretty much, which doesn't make sense. It seems like to me, she would have had a better shot of accomplishing her goals if she had shown up herself, um, instead of sending the linen man. Um, if Jesse had connected with her from the beginning, instead of the linen linen man, um, uh, she may have had a better shot. Um, that's just me, uh, putting way too much thought into it but (laughs) um so I I don't know like I said I as far as her being the girl's mother and I I get that connection um the backstory as to what happened with her and Sherlock was interesting and how the kids ended up the way they did I was I was I was invested in that but as far as bringing her back to be the the cause of all this destruction and all this evil and all this harm um I get it being in purgatory by yourself basically can drive someone crazy and you know she didn't realize that she was as batshit crazy as she was um Mm -hmm. I I guess at that point but um I really was like I said I really wasn't invested in it I got the supernatural of it all I understood it and I liked it when it didn't have to do with the rip. Like the 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 crazy cult shit was kind of funny. I liked that. I enjoyed that story. Like having it, I guess, if we had done this instead of it being something, instead of it being a bingeable show and it had been a weekly show, then I would say where the supernatural episodes where you have the story or the ghost of the week or the ghost and it, and it may have carried over an episode or two. I liked mm-hmm. those um, stories better the contained ones better than I like the actual whole story of the rip um 
So, like I said, I would have been interested to see. I thought of the first season as a pilot. And when it ended, I can say, oh, okay, that was interesting. And I said, if it if it is renewed, um, which the cancellation came quick for Netflix, like a month after it debuted. Um, but I was going to say, if it had been renewed, I would have been interested to see how they fixed some of the kinks and where they would have taken it in season two. And I think part of the reason why Sherlock was such a non-factor is because the story wasn't meant to revolve around him, which, you know, um, I, I thought was very interesting. So, um, and I like that you, you had a, that he had a definitive end in this where it wasn't something where you could keep going back to him. Um, he found his peace, whatever it was in the rip with the crazy one, with the crazy love mm-hmm. of his life. So, um, you know, and I guess we were going to see Watson's somewhat redemption maybe made him, like you said, I don't think he would have ever not been an asshole, but maybe he would have been more likable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we yeah, yeah, we could have, we could have seen him actually working with them rather than manipulating um, yeah. the teenagers. He could have been working with them rather than manipulating them the way that he was doing in the beginning. Yeah, so um, you know, there's there are some places it could have gone. So I, although I I was a little surprised by the cancellation, um, I'm I'm not gonna say I was heartbroken by it. It wasn't one of those shows where I'm just like, no, I can't believe like my Wu Assassins. It wasn't like uh, a dagger through the heart, even though technically it's not canceled. You know, they're getting their wrap up movie, yay Wu Assassins. But um, you know, I was just like, oh, okay, they could have. It could have gotten better, I guess, is what I'm saying. Over time. Over time. <laughs> I love that. That was an enthusiastic overtime. So <laughs> um, if it hadn't already have been canceled, would you have been okay? Would you have been excited for season two? No, I wouldn't have been excited, but I would have understood if it got a season two. Okay, so what I will say is, um, the act, like I said from the beginning, acting, phenomenal. I think the acting was really, really good. Um, the teenager, the ones who played the teenagers, great acting, the adults, great acting. Um, so I don't think there was a weak point in the acting on the show, but, um, like we said, it was the storyline that I think is where the weakness was and where, where it ultimately led to the cancellation, especially if this came out around the same time as Shadow and Bone. and Shadow and Bone, like, excelled, like, it, it, it just, you know, it became so popular so quickly. So if you're being compared to the show that's kind of similar in theme um, that came out around the same time and you don't get that popularity, I can understand the cancellation of that show and the renewal of Shadow and Bone. Yeah, and plus Shadow and Bone based on a very popular um, series of books. Yeah. But, um, you know, I agree with you. The regulars was, the acting was phenomenal. The casting was phenomenal. Um, I think the and the B stories, they were great. Um, they were much more interesting, much more compelling than the whole A story. Um, it, like I said, it wasn't even a supernatural part. It's just what they chose to focus um, the whole story about the rip. I wasn't interested in that at all. But everything else um, I, I was OK with, like the little side mysteries they solved. Those were pretty cool. Um, you know, like the one. What was the one where. um Gosh, the one where the, the woman who, who, did she take other people's spirit or she took their skin or something? You know what I'm talking about? I think it was like the second one they did. Where um, she, with the kids, she, she, be, she became, 
Oh, she took their teeth. The tooth fairy. Yeah, yeah the tooth, tooth fairy. fairy. Yeah, so those yeah. were interesting to me. Like those little side mysteries were, mm-hmm. they were great. They were very interesting. But the overall big one, the big picture one, not so much. So um, that could have been something that they worked out. It was kind of like a cross between the X-Files and um, I guess Sherlock Holmes, like X-Files meets Sherlock Holmes for kids, <laughs> the Scooby. So the X-Files, a modern uh, a Victorian Scooby-Doo meets Sherlock. Oh, gosh, not a good combination we can see. <laughs> Maybe that's why it was doomed. But I did like the, I, I love the X-Files. So I love that aspect and I love supernatural shows. So, OK, um, I'm going to go first this time because I <laughs> I am scared I am terrified <laughs> I I hope I hope I talk okay, you up let let me let me let me just say one thing before you give your rating it was not worse than Mulan I'm gonna just put that out there okay <laughs> but go ahead go ahead what was I'm your hopeful, rating Eddie? since we know Mulan <laughs> is the bar for bad woo um, I'm going to give it a three. And I realize that is generous. But like I said, the acting, the casting, um, the backstories, the B stories were enough to make up for the shortcomings. Um, and I, I would have given it a second season just to see how they would have improved upon the first. So um, th- because of those things, I am going to give it a three. Okay. Um I will say after this um, discussion, I am going to change my rating. Um, And it's not by that much, but it's better than what I was going to give it. Um, I'm going to give it a 2.75. And ultimately, the 2.75 is the acting. Um, I continue to say that the acting was phenomenal. And I would love to see what the next project for a lot of these actors that was in this show is going to be. Um, Cause I think they were great at it, but um, the storyline killed me. The fact of saying that I had to drag myself to watch this whole series. It did not hold my interest. It did not pull me in. I was not anticipating the next episode. Um, I even went to the point where I had it playing in the background and I was doing other stuff cause I was not focused on it. And I would just look at the screen every once in a while. Um, but the acting was definitely great. Um, I'm okay with the fact that it doesn't get a second season because I was going to completely ask that if you tried to put it back on, put it on the list. <laughs> um, I was going to say absolutely no. But um, other than that, yeah. So 2.75 is going to be my rating. Um, would I suggest that people watch this? I'm going to honestly say no. Um, you can definitely bypass it. I watched it for you. And I'm letting you know, you don't need to watch it yourself. Yeah, since it's not getting a second season, I, I probably wouldn't recommend it either. Um, you know, so I, like I said, I'm I'm not just heartbroken over the cancellation. It, it's not a gut, um, you know, it's not a knife to the gut or anything like that. So um, I was a little shocked by it. But, um, you know, so our average rating is a 2.875, almost a three. But um yeah, so the irregulars, it's a one and done, and um, we'll see what's coming up next. But anyway, thank you for joining us as always, and be please be sure to check us out daily on the popcornwindown.com. That's our plug, pop, 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 pop. Um, also, be sure to check out the podcast, listen to us, like us, save, share us, 
on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. And that does it. Until next time, please be sure to join us next week when we will be discussing Michael B. Jordan and Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Woohoo! I'm excited about that. I love that you put Michael B. Jordan's name before (laughs) (laughs) before Tom Clancy's name. Like, (laughs) we know who's important here. Until next time. I'm Tammy. I'm Eddie. Bye.